Wow, that looks great. Welcome to the last Chi Alpha of the semester. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to make it quick tonight. I know we went late with all the honoring that we were doing, but it was so worth it. Uh, so I'll try to make it quick tonight, but I believe that God has a really good word for us, so I'm not going to go too quick. <laughs> um, Jay, you want to come on up? We're going to give Jay a little interview. Jay recently ran the Edinburgh Survival Run, am I right? Yes. <laughs> Why don't you throw the picture up of him running? Look at that. Look at that. He's like Hulk, like breaking out of that culver. So, Jay, why don't you tell us, how'd you hear about the run, real briefly? Uh, my professor. Your professor. Awesome. And did you do any kind of training before you went on this survival run? Ran at 5 o'clock in the morning, before, like a couple of days before the event, so keep my mindset ready. A couple of days, not weeks or months, just days. All right, all right. No, I couldn't do it. So um, what was the hardest part, maybe the high, hardest uh, mile, the hardest moment of that race? What did, what did the race entail? Were there obstacles? Was it just straight running? Tell us a little about it. Well, uh, at the beginning of the race, there's like this, we have to go down this steep hill. And right there, there's this creek. Oh, it's like 30 degrees, 30 degrees. And I'm just, well, what you see there, you know? And was that the creek? A little bit of the creek, yeah. And uh, just jumping right into it, I was just, I thought I was going to get hypothermia, you know. And um, there was more obstacles uh, going through that pipe. Um, we had to crawl under chicken wire, get real muddy and just dirty and gross, you know. Real, real man stuff, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, no. And was there anyone cheering you on along the race? Was you kind of by yourself? Any cheerleaders? Um, there was Cody Tanner. He, uh, I had to capture. I had to make sure that he was alive during the process, <laughs> and I uh, just kept checking up on him. But everything else, I was just really mindset of you know competing, uh, completing it. So. so, so was there anyone cheering you on? Just you, you dragging Cody? Uh, just me directing Cody and. Um, but uh, I have a good feeling that the Lord was cheering me on because uh, before this race, I had to get the mindset ready. Because to be honest, uh, I personally, I didn't think I was going to be able to compete, it, compete at this level because past uh, sporting events, I tore something and never really thought I was able to compete it. But the Lord was cheering me on. Praise the Lord. I love it. And so how do you feel when you were finishing the fin crossing the finish line when you could see it in the, the near distance? How do you feel in that moment? Blessed. <laughs> uh, Hashtag blessed. You know it. Um, I felt like I really uh, conquered it, uh, the obstacle that was put in front of me, and uh, it was awesome. I love it. All right. Um, and you said you had something to share, right, with the, with the team here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You got a word from the good Lord. Oh, yeah, okay. Make it, make it quick. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Hold on. He's got to get ready. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All right. All right. All right. Um, I felt so good after that race. It really uh, reminded me that we may be afraid of those obstacles that life throws at us. 
Yes, we may be afraid to lose even half our toenail. That happened. That, that happened. Um, hey, I know it may seem uncomfortable at times, but my friends, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sisters and brothers, I encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and embrace that obstacle because with the Lord, we can overcome anything that this world throws at us, even those obstacles because no obstacle is greater than him. We are made in his image. Therefore, with having him in, our, in your life, we are made to conquer those obstacles. Thank you. All right. Give Jay a round of applause. Thank you, Jay. I think I'm done for the night. I think that was the message. I think we can go home. No. Well, what I want to talk about tonight is running our race, persevering through the race, because there's some things like that race Jay was fighting to finish. There's some things that are worth fighting for. And so this semester, we've looked through, we've chosen the filter on so many different areas of our life. Um, we faced our fears when the centipedes were invading the apartment and we, when we were eating crickets and anchovy sundaes up here. We faced our fears. We lived lives of surrender. We talked about the reality of sin and what a relationship with Jesus looks like. And so maybe your journey with Jesus so far has been pretty easy, surrounded by community and friends and this atmosphere like this every Thursday night. Maybe your faith hasn't really had any obstacles like a 30-degree creek or anything to fight for. But I think this summer, as we leave this place and these people, there are going to be obstacles and circumstances and people that we'll have to face and we'll have to make the decision whether we're going to fight for our faith and what God has done this semester. This semester, we have to continue to choose that filter because it can't stop here tonight in the last Chi Alpha this semester because your faith is worth fighting for, more for. Because God has set that race in front of you and he's designed a purpose for your very life and it involves you here on the last Chi Alpha this semester. Um, and this purpose, if you're a student, is much deeper than your academics. Don't tell your mom. And there's much deeper than any of your social lives and events happening because only you can run that race. I can't run it for you. Jay can't run and train it uh, to run it for you. And because your race and your purpose will not only change your eternity, but everyone else's around you that you impact. And so your faith, if I'm telling you the truth tonight, your, that race that the Lord has set out for you and your faith is worth fighting for. And it's worth fighting the very hardest for. And so Hebrew 12, Hebrews 12.1 talks about that race. It says, um, it'll be up on the screen, there it is. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that no one will grow weary and lose heart. So here's the truth about that, is that God knew that running the race would get exhausting sometimes. How many of you are runners? Two people. Okay, there's more than two people. How many of you are maybe not be runners, but you run because you know it's good for you, but you hate every minute of it? Yes, that's me. I get exhausted in the first half mile of the race, and I want to die. So God, God knew that running the race would get exhausting. And God knew that there would be distractions. And so he talked about those things in scripture. And he's talking about it because he knows we're going to get tired. And he knows we're going to get distracted because he knows we're not all runners 
like Shelby. <laughs> but this has been an amazing year. It's been an amazing year. Many of you, uh, the staff and I have watched with our very own eyes. You've accepted Christ as your Savior this year, this semester. And we've watched you join the race for the very first time. And it's with great pride that we're watching Jesus transform your life. And it's taken you to places you've never been and, and to serve places you've never served. And guys, I want to say, watching you guys worship inspires us as a staff. Like looking around and just seeing you raising your hands and worshiping him. It, it helps us to run our race. And so others of you, uh, we saw, saw just last week, publicly declare that your team Jesus through water baptism. Can you give a shout out to those that got baptized? And we've watched you, we've cheered you on as you've kept running your race towards the finish line. And others of you, we've seen firsthand when you failed or got confused or got off track or suffered great tragedy and you fought long and hard to get back on course. And that's the most beautiful picture of what it means to be a Christian that I've ever seen right here among you guys. And others of you, we've watched throw off the sin that so easily entangles and make hard decisions and make great sacrifices with your time and your energy and your focus for the kingdom. And like I said, we're inspired. Your faith inspires us. You're heroes to the campus and to this generation. And I want you guys to know that and to believe that. And so now it's going to be summer pretty soon, at least we hope. <laughs> and some of you are going back, um, for a lot of you, things change in the summer. Some of you are going back to cities and homes that aren't so accepting or nurturing to your faith. And some of you work an insane amount of hours. You won't have much time for much else. And some of you will reconnect with old friends um, that won't have similar values to you. And some of you go back to great homes that are loving and nurturing and going to push you in, on in your faith and towards Jesus, and others of you have a long three months ahead. And so I want to encourage you tonight on our last chi of the semester to keep running that race that you started at the beginning. Keep running. Some things are worth fighting for, and your race and your purpose, your walk with the Lord, the things he's done in your heart this semester are worth fighting for. So don't give up when um, the sin that's still crouching at the door all these years, when you go home the first week of summer, and it's uh, that temptation pops up into your life. Uh, don't give up even then. Because 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, like we just sang. He's faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he'll also provide a way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. So if you go home for the summer and fall into sin habits that you don't normally do here in the school year, you don't have to do that again. God says that in 1 Corinthians 10, that you don't have to do that again. He'll provide a way out. And don't give up when you're feeling inadequate and worthless. Some of you go uh, back to situations where people are telling you things about yourself that just aren't true and that make you feel bad. But 1 Peter 1.9 says you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. He was willing to pay the highest price in the universe for you because you're valuable to him. And don't give up when you've, your long-prayed prayers haven't been answered or when you start having doubts about God because it might happen. But keep running. And don't give up when the field that the Lord has assigned to you is hard and the harvest doesn't look promising because I love this. Galatians 6, 9 is my favorite passage of scripture. It says, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for at the right time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. 
We'll reap if we don't give up. So don't give up when you feel like no one notices or is affected by your faith when you go home. Matthew 6, 4 says, your father who sees in secret will reward you. And don't give up when your reputation is damaged because you're trying to be faithful to Jesus. I think that's a big one. We care so much about what other people think about us. But don't give up when your reputation is damaged because you're trying to be faithful to Jesus. Many, maybe your uh, friends that at home are, are maybe toxic influences, and they won't understand the race that you're running, but don't give up even then. And don't give up when you failed in sin. Don't wallow and repent, even if it means again. And get your eyes off Jesus and back on, no, no, no. <laughs> get your eyes off yourself and back on Jesus. <laughs> get back in the race. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. Because the beauty about the race is that Jesus knows you. He has set the race out for you, and he understands the sin that so easily entangles us. And that's why the scripture talks about it. So don't give up when you're exhausted and when you're, distraction, when you're distracted. Jesus knew there'd be lots of distractions like Snapchat and Facebook. And in Hebrews 12, we already read it, it says this, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. The author is the one who wrote the book. He wrote your race. He's the one who created the course. He's the one who knows each twist and turn, and he's the only one that can get you across the finish line. Scripture also says he's the perfecter, which means that he will bring it to completion. He's the, he will personally provide for you everything that you need to finish the race. He's the one on the sideline saying, you can do it. You can do it every step, every mile, just like Jay said. It was the Lord that was cheering him on. When we're not motivated anymore, when there's obstacles in our face, that's where Jesus is. Through the Holy Spirit, he is personally accessible to you every step, even this summer. Even when Christy isn't making funny Snapchat stories about the centipede invading their apartment or makeup tutorials by the Jakes. And even when Sydney and Jamie aren't leading you in worship every week, Jesus can encourage you and empower you to run your race because Jesus wrote your race and Jesus lives in your race. So don't give up. And here's the second thing. Don't forget. Don't forget everything God has done this semester. Don't forget the sin he saved you from and the things he's called you to. You can forget all the algebra you'll be cramming for for next week's final. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, Josiah says. But don't forget God's faithfulness. Don't forget. Don't forget the breakthrough you've seen in your life. Don't forget... Uh, the healing, the freedom, the moments when Jesus was the closest to you and the most real to you, when he's uh, answered prayers and fulfilled promises and when he spoke to you. In Joshua 3, we read of an amazing miracle God performed for his people. He caused the Jordan River to stop flowing, just like that, so that his people could walk across on dry ground into the promised land. Then God instructed them to gather 12 stones from the Jordan River to set up as a memorial. Joshua set them up as a sign and as a remembrance of what God accomplished for his people that day. God was saying, don't forget. Don't forget what I've done for you. He built this little altar of, of stones or a sandcastle, but don't forget what I've done for you. God is so gracious to us, and he knows that we will forget. And so he uh, gives us memorials. He gives us moments and events that will serve as a reminder 
when we get tired and distracted from running the race. He says, remember what I did in the past. Believe that, and I will do it again. I've seen you move the mountains, and I believe that you can do it again. Um, I heard my campus pastor, Nicole, y'all know Nicole, she gave this illustration before. She said Jonathan Edwards was a guy uh, that was a huge influence in the 18th century. He was a preacher and a pioneer, and he was taking the message uh, of the gospel to the ends of the world where they hadn't heard it before. And he was a key figure in the Great Awakening. And he influenced the framers of the Constitution so that we can be here right now and practice religious freedom. That's the race that Jonathan Edwards had, and that's the race that God had put out for him. And when Jonathan Edwards was a college student, just like you, maybe not just like you, he went to Yale. <laughs> 270 years ago. I'm just kidding. You guys are smart. So when he went, he was a college student 270 years ago at Yale, he sat down and wrote 70 things, and he called them resolutions. And those resolutions stirred him up to run his race. He said, I'm going to write these things down, and I'm going to resolve them so that I don't forget what God has done, and I don't get distracted, and I don't get exhausted. And he read those resolutions all the time. He prayed them. He practiced them. He shared them. People knew what he was about, and they knew what he stood for. And those resolutions helped him fix his eyes on Jesus and the race set out before him to the point that he affected 270 years later an entire country, you and I. And so I want to read some of them to you. He said, I resolve to never do anything out of revenge. He says, I resolve to study the scriptures so steadily, so constantly, so frequently that it becomes evident, even obvious to myself, that I'm knowing Jesus better. Can I get an amen? I resolve to never give up in a fight with my own corruptions, meaning the things that haunt me and the sin that entangles me, uh, the scripture that we just had read. And he says, I resolve to never give up working those things out. Always working, always running, always striving to put those things to death so I can be more like Jesus, no matter how successful or unsuccessful I am in that. And I love that one because it's not saying that we're going to be perfect and never mess up. Jesus knows, knows, Jesus knows that. He knows we're going to mess up, but it's saying I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight to run my race. I'm not going to get exhausted. I'm, I might not win, but I'm going to fight. And so I was challenged by these because he made these statements and these resolutions as a college student, as a 20-something, just like you and I. And he focused on those and on that race until the day he died. And so Allie printed off these runner's numbers that are at these four tables and in just a moment, I want you to go to one of the tables and pick them up, grab a pen. And I want you to write down everything God has done this semester. I want you to write down resolutions, just like Jonathan Edwards did. Resolutions that are going to stir you up so that in the middle of the summer, when you're tired and exhausted and distracted, when it's hard to choose your filter, you can look at these and they will encourage you to keep running your race or to start running again. Hear me when I say this, that no one stumbles into godliness. The staff and I learned that in our small group from a pastor. Uh, no one stumbles into godliness. If we're going to keep running our race this summer, we have to make a plan. And when obstacles come into this path, we can overcome them. So write down resolutions that are going to help you grow. 
I'm going to go to church at home every week. I'm going to call my small group leader once a month and just talk about the things that Jesus is teaching us, the things that he's stirring up inside of us. I'm going to listen to a podcast or a sermon every week. Guys, YouTube is a gold mine. Unless you get distracted and 125 videos later you're watching cats and dancing tacos. (laughs) Don't get distracted. (laughs) Keep running the race God has set out for you. And this summer when we're not together anymore, sadly, every week, I want you to live out those resolutions that you make tonight and remember what God has done in your heart this year. The Christian life is not a sprint. It's not over when Chi Alpha is over. It's a marathon. It's lifelong. So resolve to fight for what matters and come back in the fall, not lazy and unchanged, but come back with vigor and strength and commitment to reach your friends, to reach your family, to reach other college students and fill this place up wall to wall. And resolutions that will not only change you, but everyone's path that you meet, that you cross. 1 Peter 4.11 says this, Strive, labor, abound, be zealous, be earnest, run like the winners. Be done with half-heartedness and laziness and lukewarmness. Christ has laid hold on you for this very thing. You do not do it in your own strength, but you strive and labor and love and abound in the strength that he supplies so that in everything he gets the glory. So what we're going to do is that we're going to play some music and you can find your way back to one of the tables and you can write it here, write it at the table or take it back to your seat. But we're going to spend some time writing yourself a letter, remembering what God has done this year. And then make some resolutions on how you're going to commit to growing and running your race this summer. Things that will help you when you're exhausted or distracted. So when you're done writing, I want you to put it in the envelope. Y'all know how to address an envelope, right? I got an example right here. Ali Seri, 5154 Linden Avenue, Edinburgh, PA. Write her a letter. Name on the first line, address on the second. Y'all know that, right? I don't know. You should, they're college students. But I want you to write it and address your envelope and seal it. And I want you to come up here and leave it at the altar as an agreement with with God that you're gonna resolve, you're gonna try your hardest, you're gonna fight your hardest to run the race that he set out for you this summer. You're not gonna get exhausted and weary and give up, but you're gonna keep running. And if you wanna come up and lay it down and spend a few minutes up here praying, you feel free to do that, we're not gonna stop you. But the one we're gonna do around July 4th, happy birthday America, we're gonna mail them out to you. So in the middle of the summer, when you are tired and you are weary and you've forgotten what God has done in you this semester, you can read those letters and it will stir up in you some faith to keep running your race. You'll say, I remember what God did. I remember that and I want that to happen again. You remember the promise you made to keep growing and to keep striving and to keep chasing and you'll start doing those habits again. No YouTube cat videos though. And those note letters are just going to serve as a reminder of what God has been doing in your life and in Chi Alpha. And it's going to help you choose your filter again and help you keep running the race of faith to the glory of Jesus Christ. And so take a few minutes and reflect and remember what God has done in you, the things that he's done in your life and in your heart, some things you want to resolve to do this summer to help you keep running.